That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Was it relaxing? It was very relaxing. It looked like a great place. Yeah, the place I go to is awesome. What place is that? It's called The Finest, which like the names are so corny, you know. The Finest. Because people ask me like, what is it called? Where did you stay? And then I'm like, I stayed at The Finest Resort. And they're like, no, what's the name of the place? (laughs) I stayed at The Finest Resort in Playa (laughs) Mujeres. No, and so you know, if you're listening, finest, which they're not, um, mm-hmm. you know, consider maybe rebranding, changing yeah. your entire thing up, or maybe but that yeah, works great. because if you look up for the finest or the most luxurious, you probably <laughs> get it. <laughs> but like, who in 2021 is searching for the finest place? They're looking up for the best, right? Nobody's like writing, uh, taking out their like quill. That's what and Best Western said. <laughs> That's why the best. It's the best motel that you can find. Um, But it was great. I'm glad to be home. Yeah, they let you back in. They did let me back in. They did. I'm experiencing something I like to call jet bloat. (laughs) What is that? Jet bloat is like, you know, the day that you're traveling. Like, I don't like to really eat on the day that I travel because mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I don't want you <laughs> I just want to like get on the plane, get off the plane, mm-hmm. go home, take a shower, and go to bed. Right. Mm-hmm. So, the, yesterday morning, we had breakfast, which mm-hmm. was like, I had like a very light breakfast. And then I was like, I'm just, I'm not going to eat for the rest of the day. Yeah. And you don't eat. But for some reason, you come home way more swollen than you were before you got on the plane. So, I like to call that jet bloat. It's literally, when you feel bloated from being yes. on the jet yeah <laughs> i now I, like, so, I blame uh, like the what is it the altitude altitude yeah that's what it's it's the altitude and the number of hours you sit sit in one position yeah but it is the altitude so this started happening to me about three years ago mm-hmm. three or four years ago when i started going to india every time i travel now my leg swells up yeah really swells up by the time i land in india it's like a balloon yeah and i have had a socks on or slip on shoes or whatever and then i take it out and it's like peeling those things <laughs> off of my fat fat feet <laughs> And it takes almost a week and a half for that swelling to come down. I have tried diuretics. I have tried putting my feet up when I get there and just keeping them up and trying to get the weight off. It does not. It almost feels like spongy. And I feel like if I puncture it, there's going to be like water coming out. It is Do you think ugly. that's why Sonia takes a water pill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's essentially a diuretic, right? So I want to... Yeah. Yeah, so I have actually taken a diuretic and it hasn't helped me. No, I, yeah, I, just, I call it the one the, thing the, that sort of helps is saw palmetto, which is really again a diuretic, but um, it's usually given to people with prostate issues. But that seems to work a little bit. But that's about it. This conversation has taken a very interesting turn to our listeners. Yes, I'm sure yes. they're very. It's so, it's so funny how you and I can start out talking about something super nice and normal, like a vacation, and we end up with <laughs> body fluids and body issues. I'm like, my vacation was great. I came back like a big fat balloon. <laughs> That's how we end um, up talking. Like every time our conversation ends up on our weight 
and our body issues and our mental issues. All roads lead to self-deprecation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Also, I got no mosquito bites in Mexico, but in fucking Newark Airport waiting for my father-in-law to pick us up, five mosquito bites on my ankles and my elbows. I was like, why? Why? My to- my father-in-law was like, they were probably really happy that you guys came back. They were like, ah, fresh blood. <laughs> they were like, ah, oh, Mexican blood, tequila blood. <laughs> they were like, mm. Anyway, so today we are talking about the Family Karma finale and that mm-hmm. amazing Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. We're also going to talk about Rojasos of New York, and then there's not going to be an episode tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah. Or if you're listening to this, it is Saturday. Who cares? We are combining the two. Is the we're combining line. our Housewives episode and our Family Karma episode. And then next yeah. week, we're going to go back to having an episode where we talk about Shaz and Potomac, and an episode we're going to talk about Beverly Hills in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's housekeeping. So do you want to talk about Family Karma first, or do you want to talk about Rojasos of New York? Either one is fine. You pick. Okay, let's just get into family karma. Yeah. The people have been clamoring. We got many yeah. DMs. We don't want to sound like those people, but we did get a lot of DMs. <laughs> about it. We're like, are you going to get a lot of, it? hey, you guys are going to talk about this, right? You're going to talk about this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yes, we will. <laughs> the family karma, we open up when we find out Chitra has busted her foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's treating Anisha like her little slave. And you know what? Here's the thing about Chitra and Anisha, which is important to hear if you're Monica Vasvani and you're listening, okay? Chitra and Anisha have a wonderful relationship. Mm -hmm. And Chitra is a, you know, she is a great mother because for Anisha to be driving around all over, who Anisha, who for the most part at home seems like a kind of a lazy person, you know, her mom drives her place to place they make her meals all the stuff for her to then be putting up with all this crap and running errands for her mother and giving her juice around the clock and all this shit (laughs) it's because she has a great bond with her mother her mother who held her hand while she was freezing her eggs her mother who has said on the show it's my job as their parent to block them from the bullshit that we had to put up with when we were growing up right and so it's just it's so sweet I just love him Chitra is a great yeah I was like, Monica, did you not watch this season of how much Chitra supported Anisha in everything yeah. that Anisha was going through? And she did it so well. Like you said, Anisha is lazy enough not to even text. She wants to leave voice messages. Yeah. She doesn't even want to bother texting. That's how lazy she is. Okay, listen. But it's not about lazy. Okay, sometimes <laughs> sometimes as an avid voice texter myself. I know. You hi, Taria. Hi, Taria. Hi, Kicks. Hi, Tom. <laughs> Sometimes we voice text each other. It's not that I'm too lazy to text. It's just that the, the thoughts are too animated to just be put into words. Okay? So, so that is why I also like to voice text. And like Anisha, if you're voice texting over iMessage with me, I'm not saving those and you better not save mine. Okay? You don't hit the keep button. Okay? We're not keeping it. Um, oh, that is so funny. But her relationship with Chitra is precious. They, yeah. uh, I think Chitra is an awesome, awesome example of how I would love to be with my daughter. Yes. Like how I would love to be there as a parent, but also be there as a friend when she needed it. So yeah, I think like, they, they have a... a they have yes, a very so. good, uh, you know, friendly relationship. At the same time, Anisha has a tremendous amount of respect for her. Yeah. There's a lot of like silly banter between them. Mm-hmm. And it's really sweet. She has like a deep understanding. You know, Anisha is allowed to be whoever she wants to be. And that is not something that is 
afforded to a lot of girls growing up in South mm-hmm. Asian culture. Mm-hmm. I was not necessarily allowed to be all of the things that I wanted to be. And for a long time in my life, I purposely shut those parts of myself off because I was convinced that whoever I was was probably not acceptable or good enough for a nice Pakistani girl. And mm-hmm. I don't see that with Anisha and her mom. And I'm sure Anisha struggled with it to some degree because the community still mm-hmm. has expectations. Mm-hmm. But it, when your mother, when your parent says, fuck what everybody says, and mm-hmm. especially with the attitude that Chitra has, right? Yeah. Chitra always has, she always uses her hands. She always like yeah. does that hand flick. Yeah. Who cares? Let it go. Yeah. Who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah. And that's the part that that I think makes a great parent. Like I don't have yeah. a daughter, but I hope my sons are raised with the same thing of, I don't care what you do. Right. As long as you respect everybody and mm-hmm. get me juice when I need you to get me juice. Yeah. The other thing is that Monica, and this is jumping to the watch what happens live. But when Monica says it, thought that, Oh, Anisha is jealous of me because of my relationship with her mother. That was picking up on something that Anisha said in the first season, which is like, Oh Yeah. Monica is the good girl that my mother wishes she had because she does everything to check the boxes, but I am not. That was a sarcastic comment. I don't think that <laughs> Anisha meant it seriously, and I don't think that Chitra has any kinds of that kind of a feeling. Yeah, Chitra's, not, Chitra's not like pining for a daughter like Monica. Right. Because Chitra, Chitra herself has two not. children. Right. Mon- and also Anisha Chitra has- is not the goody goody person herself. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so for I- Monica to think of it as a serious statement, it may tells me what kind of a doofus right, I she cannot is. get into all the reasons why my it's like all of the <laughs> hatred that I've had for Monica all season has really culminated to this very moment on Fuck Five where I was like, Vindication. Yes. <laughs> I was there also, yeah, that's the girl we hate. <laughs> yeah, but I was also vindicated a little bit on the Lopa stuff as well. Like, yes. we were so right about how Lopa has those insecurities because of her divorce and the fact that she got married and she didn't have the same kind of life as um, she wanted. And yeah. all, all her backstory and all of that that we heard, yeah, paints Lopa into such a, a, such an interesting, interesting person. Yeah. So let's talk about this sweet lunch, sweet Derma. Oh, Derma, oh, you sweet. That lunch was oh. hilarious. Oh. It was such a sweet but also hilarious lunch. Okay, you know how we keep saying like Brian is so hot. Forget Brian. Okay, Forget Brian is hot. Yeah. Whatever. I. I I'm Dharma. over Brian now. Dharma yeah. is my queen. Okay. Yeah. In the Benny family, mm-hmm. I love Dharma so she much. Is, she wears her heart on her sleeve. She means yeah. well. And she, the way she talked to Brian in the last episode where she said, fuck everybody's expectation. It doesn't yeah. matter. I don't want you to. She was pained by his insecurity. Yes. She's also a great example of great parenting and how to encourage your kids and make sure that they don't fall down that trap of insecurity there. But um, she is sitting there waiting for Reshma to show up. Reshma comes in straight, you know, hey man, how are you? I love that she says, hey man, for everything. (laughs) No man. Reshma calls everybody man. Okay, Reshma, these are the notes I wrote about Reshma. Reshma continues to avoid the issue. Reshma is so weird. Reshma hates Hindi. Reshma is an avoider. (laughs) Reshma is so awkward. She's the most awkward person on TV. Like, this woman does not want to be on camera. And she, we find out that she's like really into Tony Robbins. I was like, oh, oh this is why you're such a no. weirdo. Oh but that God. also explains Reshma so much. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. She's exactly. always, or she doesn't drink alcohol. She's I don't always think drinking hot water. Hot she's water. Cold. Yeah, she's always cold. <laughs> she's like, oh, this is the part that had me laugh. So she says, you know, I have a joke that if you throw me into ice water, I'll die immediately. You know why? Because I, my teeth are so sensitive. <laughs> and then she says, that's a joke. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I wasn't on the Titanic. I was like, first when she said the throwing on the, if you throw, I have a joke. Okay, nobody starts saying telling a joke by saying, "Hey, mom, I got a joke for you." That's what it felt like, <laughs> like a kid. So she's declaring it, declaring that this is a humorous anecdote that I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I have a joke. I always joke about this, and then she tells the joke is that if you throw me in ice water, freezing water. I will die. Well, that's a fact. That's a fact. It's not a joke. We all will. Okay. We all will. And that's a fact. Okay. So that is not a joke. So I'm like, what's the punchline? And then she says, and then she says, uh, you know why? Because my teeth are so sensitive. Well, you, your entire body was ice. What did you do with your teeth? Did you bite into the ice? What is what is your <laughs> now that's not a punchline either. My teeth are so sensitive is a disconnected statement of fact. That's not a joke either. Then she ends it with I'm glad I wasn't on the Titanic. <laughs> I was like, so is everybody else. But I'm, so, I'm, I'm like, and then at the end of that. She gives this weird laugh. She's laughing at her own joke. And she gives this weird laugh. And then I burst out laughing. I said, <laughs> I was like, I, for the the whole three, three or four sentences, I was like, huh? What? And then, and then I burst out laughing. And I said, touche, touche, Reshma. You made me laugh. That was a good joke. I was like, that's a good joke, Reshma. I give it. I give up. <laughs> so strange. She's such a strange lady. And you know, Lopa, Lopa is Lopa is actually funny. Yes. You know, Lopa is an actually funny person. So that's why it's so ridiculous when somebody like Reshma comes in and just says a quote unquote joke. Like I this. was like, that might explain. First, it explains everything about Vishal. Yeah. But also, it explains why you and Lopa don't meet eye to eye because Lopa understands normal humor. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we definitely find out that the reason why Lopa and Reshma don't get along is for the reasons that Arthi just explained so mm. well. But also because all Lopa has is her daughter. Her biggest concern is that she doesn't want her daughter to have the life that she had, but also that when her daughter goes away, she's not going to have anyone. So Rich is her only all mm-hmm. she has to hold on to anymore. And, you know, Reshma is really somebody who, like Monica, mm-hmm. is really caught up in appearances and optics. She obviously does not understand sarcasm or humor. She is very concerned about sort of, you know, we talked about sort of like the the protocol, the, etic- mm-hmm. the etiquette of things. She says there has to be respect between the two. Mm-hmm. But when she says there has to be respect, Reshma is looking for Lopa to give her respect, not necessarily the respect back like my mom is somebody who i've been married now for 10 years i've been with my husband for 13 years 
When my husband and I introduced our parents to each other, his parents came over to my house for the first time for dinner. And I was trying to be so formal. Mm -hmm. And I set up this like fancy table settings and everything. And you know, they see people, we eat with our hands. Mm -hmm. But I had put forks and knives and everything and spoons on the table. And so when we sat down for dinner, everybody at the dining table, my mom sat down and my mom looked at my mother-in-law and how she was struggling to sort of use a fork and a knife Mm -hmm. on like, you know, daisy Mm -hmm. food. And my mom like, she said it in Urdu, but she was like, what is this? Why did you put these knives and forks here? We don't need this. What we eat with our hands? Like my mom forced us to take down the facade, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, she you made don't have your in-laws feel comfortable. She made my in-laws feel comfortable. But really the reason was that I was entering the situation, if I think about it now, if I psychoanalyze it, I was entering the situation thinking, I really want to marry this person. But I've also been raised to believe my whole life that I'm a trash human. So a Desi family is probably going to think that I'm also a trash human, right? Mm-hmm. So let me then set up everything where we're fancy and proper people But my mom was sort of like, no, bitch, we are trash. And we're going to show them that we are not trash, you know, Mm -hmm. but we're down to earth people. We're not fancy Mm -hmm. people. We're not complicated Mm -hmm. people. And it eases the tension. I think Lopa seems like the type of person who would enter a situation and try to also joke and Mm -hmm. cut the tension and be normal. And Reshma Mm -hmm. seems like someone who would not get it at all. Sort of similar to Anisha and Monica. Monica clearly doesn't understand sarcasm. Yeah. Anisha comes in making jokes all the time. Yeah, and and somebody uh, on somebody was DMing us and asking us why is it such a big deal that Reshma doesn't call Lopa for Diwali? Yeah, okay. Perfect. So, so I wanted to just touch upon that a little bit. Diwali yeah. is, and I think Eid is a similar way yeah. in in our culture on big days, festival days like even the Christians do it when it's Christmas, essentially you call all your family members and wish them. Even if you if you were together in the good old days when everybody was living close to each other, we would actually meet up in one yeah. place and have a huge meal and have a great holiday. But because now people are further apart and in different cities and different, you know, in different countries, we make it a point to call all of our relatives and wish them on that mm-hmm. day. And you just wish them and let them know that you are thinking of them on this happy day. Yeah. This is just a normal and respectful thing for us to do. Even till to this day, when it is Diwali, I will feel like an enormous obligation for me to call all my relatives back home. Yes. And they are expecting my call. In-laws will call each other. Even if I don't call my in-laws, my in-laws will be calling my mother yes. wishing her and my mother will be calling them and wishing them yes, have whoever calls first but we will call and wish and we'll connect on that day and we'll yes. talk that's how our families maintain a relationship whether we are in the picture or not our marriages are more between the families and not just between two individuals and there's an actual active relationship that happens throughout our marriage yeah throughout my marriage my family will be connected to his family yes exactly it's, that uh, you don't just get married and now you hear about your in-laws separate it's like an everyday thing and you connect if you were living in the same town you would connect every month every week if you were living far apart then you connect at least on the days of the festivals i mean even on a regular day my mom and my mother-in-law probably talk to each other more than i talk to either of them and one of them lives in my house yeah and that's not abnormal that's not yeah. considered that's actually considered a healthy relationship because it strengthens your marriage 
Yes, it's exactly. considered healthy. It's also a mark of respect between in-laws, especially in prospective in-laws. It's a yes. mark of respect. Reshma calling Lopa indicates to Lopa that Richa will be welcomed and cherished yes. in that family. Yes. And Lopa calling Reshma and wishing her would indicate that Re- Lopa respects Vishal and his role. So that's what that means. Here's the other deal. If Lopa was still married, yep. there's no way Reshma and her husband would ignore Lopa and her husband. And you know what's weird is that I notice with Reshma is she doesn't want to talk about the problem. She mm-hmm. she keeps avoiding the problem, right? So right. whatever Reshma's issues are with Lopa, she's drilling it down to something like, okay, well, let's just put it all in the past and move mm-hmm. on. That's a very common Daisy thing, but it's a problem because eventually those things will come back up. Granted, Lopa has said a lot of really terrible things about Vishal. She called him a Gharjamai last season, yeah. which means she a called guy. him a moron. She called, she him, called a moron. him so many names. She called him a baby to his face, which is like really fucked up. And that's mm-hmm. where Reshma is so concerned about the respect aspect of mm-hmm. things because I think Reshma is insecure. Mm-hmm. about Vishal and about the fact that Vishal hasn't succeeded the way that Amrit has or even Dylan has or even Richa has, right? So Richa But also is it's much okay more... for her to expect that people don't call her son names. Yes, so that's exactly. perfectly It's normal. certainly fine that she doesn't want her son to be called names, but it's especially hard for her to hear the prospective mother-in-law mm-hmm. talking about her son that way. Similarly to how Lopa wants a call from Reshma because that will indicate that Richa will be taken care of. In that same way, if Lopa is talking shit about Vishal, that indicates to Reshma that my son is not going to be respected or taken care of in that mm-hmm. family. So if, that, yeah. if this woman is not going to respect my son, I'm not going to respect her. Like, it's all sort of connected to each other. What drives me crazy about Reshma is she won't say those things. She won't talk exactly. about them. Exactly. And the reason why she won't talk about those things is because in order to talk about it, she has to also accept on her side that there is a reason why Lopa is saying those things about Vishal. is because mm-hmm. Vishal is not as successful as the other kids in the community. Mm-hmm. And that is too difficult for Reshma. And that is why Reshma is an avoider who does yoga 18 times a day and mm-hmm. avoids talking to people and only and only consumes hot water. <laughs> yeah, she came and sat down on the table and ignored uh, Lopa completely with her back to Lopa and was talking only to Dharma. Then she tells Lopa while looking straight ahead and not looking at Lopa that she prefer- she values eye contact. Yeah. And Reishma's then she makes mask. one brief eye contact and then she looks away and Lopa is like, huh? What? Yeah. I'm like you're not making eye contact. If Reshma came out and said, "I don't, I, I do not appreciate you calling my son moron. I don't think that is respectful. How would I know that your daughter is going to ex- respect my son when you don't respect my yeah. son and you're calling him names? That doesn't bode well. That's why I'm upset." And she could actually address Lopa that way. Lopa would probably apologize, but Lopa is not going to apologize unless Reshma talks. Lopa is as hard-headed as Reshma is. Lopa is as hard-headed, but also Lopa is looking for a a real conversation. Mm -hmm. And Reshma is hard-headed in that she doesn't want to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. They're hard-headed about the wrong things or the opposite things. Also, Reshma is somebody who lacks self-evaluation or uh, self-awareness because all she wants to do is stay in the positive and not let anybody bring her down. So she Mm -hmm. does all these things to like 
keep herself in a positive light. But Mm -hmm. people who do that, who don't actually embrace their negative feelings, which Mm -hmm. negative feelings are normal human feelings Mm -hmm. to have, they end up stunting their own mental health and stunting Mm -hmm. their own personal growth and end up Mm -hmm. becoming people who lack Mm self-awareness, which is what Reshma is. Which is why Reshma asked about eye contact while not giving any eye contact. (laughs) Yeah. She's not doing eye contact. She's not speaking Hindi. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That was so weird. They're talking in Hindi and they're having such a great time. They're talking shit because that's what we do. Okay. Yeah. We're on vacation and we we try to convince my kids that they need to start speaking Urdu because I was like, you know what the best part about speaking another language is that you and I, we can all sit here as a family and have a secret conversation that nobody will hear. And of course the four-year-old goes, well, we could just whisper. That's like the most fun part of like being in a place with somebody who speaks a language with Mm -hmm. you is that you get Mm -hmm. to talk shit. And Reshma gets so uncomfortable with these women talking in Hindi. She seems like she seemed like she didn't like it. It really confused me. It, I was it like, confused me because, like, yeah, it's not like, like and then uh, that's why uh, Dharma was like, you understand Hindi, right? Because everybody knows Hindi. If you are Indian and you, you may have your other languages, but everybody speaks Hindi. Yeah. I wonder if Resh- Reshma is a different person off camera because she's extremely close to Lavina. Mm-hmm. And Chitra. She's, and Chitra, who seem like open books. Yeah. So I'm wondering how those relationships work or is it just yeah. one of those things like you know family friends and you're just kind of stuck together yeah because of the kids yeah what did you think about vishal's gestures his three surprises for richa the gator day the, the, the only thing party. that mattered was the home was yeah. the apartment yeah and richa didn't seem to be seemed to be okay with it but she seemed so doubtful she's like is this gonna stick i don't know and then he got the mariachi band because he had a joke about he had to make it into a fun thing yes and like here i am like have a serious conversation and you were having a serious conversation and then he brings the mariachi band but at the end i did appreciate that because he put the ring on a necklace ring on a string yeah very vanderpump worlds yeah yep yep but he gave her the choice. He's like, yes, yes. I don't want to force it back on. You take your steps. That I did appreciate because he didn't say, can you take the ring back on your finger? But he did give her on a string and say, do you want it on your finger? He did I mean, get I an apartment, that. which felt, which is good. And I watch what happens live. It looks like he was in Memphis looking for a home for them in mm. Memphis as well. Yeah. By the way, these people are fucking loaded. Like yeah. Vishal is loaded with his parents' money, but he's still loaded, you know? Yeah. It was funny to me that even when he got the apartment, Richa was like, did you do this or did your mom do this? Yeah. Because that is what Richa has seen. That is, therein yeah. lies the problem, is yeah. that Richa yeah. has seen him get babied by a woman who doesn't even talk about her feelings. Right. So that's why, and that's what, that's all Richa wants is for him to live his own authentic self and be his own man. Yep. And she knows he's capable of it, which is why she's sticking, sticking it out with him. Yep. And he should take that as an encouragement, and Lopa should take that as. Hey, this, I have, and Lopa needs to back off. And I think Lopa is getting to that point where she has to say, I've raised a great kid. She's not going to abandon me. She knows where I'm coming from. She's made a decision. And if she likes him, he must have something good enough. He will take care of her. 
Yes. Or she'll take care of herself. Yes. But at the same time, Richa wants him to get, you know, move away from Reshma, not so much as to be away from Reshma, but to become his own man. Yes. And I think that all she needs is for him to take an apartment. And I'm, she was like, I could have gone into a shack. I don't care. As yeah. long as it was his own stuff. Yeah. So I'm glad that he did that. And I don't know why it took him that long to do it. I think that Richa loves Vishal for his goofiness. She mm-hmm. actually loves him for the mariachi band, Vishal. And the, and the gator stuff and, and all that. And the gator that. stuff and all that. She loves him for all of those things. And she loves the fact that he adores her. He adores Richa. Mm-hmm. But I think that she's just looking for him to grow up. The effort that he puts into Richa, I think she probably wishes he would put into her himself. That's a great point. Would you like to be at the auntie party or the kids party? Oh, oh auntie party. Yeah? The kids party was fine. Except I, I enjoyed Bali too. So I'm like, wherever Bali shows, goes, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I would, I would also... go wherever Bali goes. But our Bali went to the kids party. Yeah, the kids party was fun, fun to be in. The auntie party would have been fun to watch or be just a spectator. I think I would like to go to the auntie party more because I know that I would look really cute. I can't compete with like these these tall yes. kids yes. who are all so gorgeous and so thin with their and boobs each, that don't require bras. Yeah. Uh, not me, honey. Each I'm, one of them showed up looking hotter than the other. Like, <laughs> Right, yeah. it was the dresses like a- were shorter, and they they fit well. They had flat tummies. That would that part did make me insecure. I was like, oh, I probably belong with the aunties. That's yeah, and also you know the aunties are also eating. They're like, yes, they don't care. They are yeah, they- eating. They're having fun. They have the music on. They're da- doing the dances with glasses on their heads and <laughs> being goofy. They're not. They're they're, they're talking about men. Like, yeah, that's well, we that's do. where I would fit in. I am an auntie, so I would fit in there, but. The kids' party was funny to be in and watch them all go nuts. Yeah, I would go to the auntie party because even though I'm younger and I'm not technically in the auntie age range, I'm more in the kids' age range. I just really vibe more with the auntie discussions because, like, I'm a mom. And, you know, I just – I would love to listen to Gautlana talk about it, raising her two boys. Mm -hmm. I would love to listen to Lavina talk about raising her two boys. Like, I want to hear that Lavina – yeah, Lavina saying, we our kids don't curse. And then they show (laughs) Amrit saying, let's fucking party. (laughs) I love Amrit this episode, by the way. Um, I thought he was so funny when they're talking about what they're going to do when they introduce the stuff. They're like, yeah, so you're going to give your speech. We're going to have the boys come out. They'll be in your underwear. You know, fireworks, sparklers, blowjobs, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that sounds like a joke my brother would make, which I loved. But also, sad news. Did you see Nani passed away? I know. Rest in power, Nani. I was thinking about her. She lived through so much. She lived through partition. Yeah. She had a business right after partition, which was like the hardest time for anyone to have a business in India. And she had, as a woman, had a business. Things she must have seen, man. The things that she must have gone through, the things she overcame. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a what a um what a trail blazer. And the fact that she the last year of her life she she impacted so many people. Just her her reactions to what Amrit and Nicholas's proposal and coming yeah. out. Oh my god. She's had such a great impact on all the people that are watching Family Karma. What yeah. a great legacy. Yeah. 
Nani must have been a pretty badass person because Lavina didn't just become Lavina on her own. Mm-hmm. She isn't yeah. just that person that we saw on TV. Mm-hmm. Essay, yeah. like just yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's obviously you know her brother too. Her brother was very supportive. Yeah, and he was her good brother too. was really supportive too. So like Nani must have been really great to be raising mm-hmm. such great children. Right. Who would who would open up a space? Who would who you know who would encourage? I, I hate to say allow because mm-hmm. it's not about allowing anybody. Who would mm-hmm. encourage their children? to right. be whoever they want to be mm-hmm. and just and not even just their children encourages themselves to be whoever mm-hmm. they want to be and so yeah. i loved it rest in power nani that was very sad but overall i mean i loved i loved it my very last note about which is funny considering how the watch what happens went my very last note about this was these are a wholesome bunch of people <laughs> famous last words you know, I still think they are. They wholesome. are still. I mean, compared to the rest of the Bravo, yeah, sphere, no, they are. They are still the wholesome. The fact that they all were shocked by what happened, and they're <laughs> still. The fact that they're still reeling from the shocking exchange between Anisha and Monica, which, in comparison to a lot of other uh, <laughs> Bravo feuds, is such not so bad. Yeah. Is and the fact that the audience is also shocked. The audience is like, "Oh my god, look at what Anisha and Monica going at it!" And I'm like, "Uh, "Okay, it was a, it was a cute exchange. It was a fiery exchange, but it was not like hair pulling, big pulling, beating everybody up. It was actually decent. They're still the most decent people." They're still the nicest people. I would love to get into a fight with somebody where they just call me odd. Although later like, she did call, call Monica me. a liar and a fraud, which is true. Yeah. Monica is a fraud. It was it rhymed, so yeah. <laughs> it was like, Wait, liar um, and a fraud is not wrong. That doesn't odd. Rhyme. odd. Oh, with odd. <laughs> <laughs> you're odd, and you're a liar, and you're a fraud. Um, Okay, so as usual, listen to your aunties. We were right about Monica. Mm -hmm. Monica on the Watch What Happens Live. If you haven't seen the clip, what are you doing? Just go on and look Mm -hmm. up a hashtag on Twitter. You'll find the clip. It's great. She was doing, yeah, she was doing a lot. She was doing a lot. So Andy asked the question about Anisha and Monica's feud and what do we really think it was about? And was it really about that one comment that she made about Monica being in Brian's room? It seems pretty silly. And mm-hmm. Anisha says, sure, let's just leave it at that. I do think that that's what it was about. Mm-hmm. And Monica says, no, I don't think that's what my feud with her, her was about. My feud was more about, she basically says, <laughs> so stupid. She it says. The way she phrased it was odd, wasn't it? Something. It was said. bizarre. She said that it's all stemming from my relationship with Anisha's mom. I think that's why she doesn't like mm-hmm. me is because of my relationship, my close bond with Anisha's mm-hmm. mom. And he's just like, what are you talking about? I love mm-hmm. my mother and I'm very close to her. Because yeah. the way that Monica said it, it implies mm-hmm. that Anisha isn't close to her mother. It implies mm-hmm. that Anisha isn't supported by her mother, which we talked about for like eight minutes in the beginning of this episode. The thing that you can definitely see in all of these families is the relationship, especially the mothers have with their children. Even Reshma, she's mm-hmm. such a weirdo, but you know that she's obsessed with Vishal. When mm-hmm. they go to that one lunch, she, you said it, she would take that exam for Vishal if she could, that broker's yeah. license exam. Yeah. So the mothers are all extremely close with their children, except for Monica. So Monica, at one point in that feud, says that, um, Bali says, we grew up together. And she says, we didn't grow up together. And mm. and I think what it means is that Monica is not from this group. 
she was brought into this group as Brian's prospective girlfriend. That's why Monica's mom is not friends with any of these other women aunties. She's never mm. invited to any of those gatherings. And even her dad, I when I was thinking about it, that they have been separated, they have been divorced for what, 13, 14, 15 years? Yeah. And that he hasn't developed a friendship with any of these other men. They don't know him. Yeah. Uh, and what is the social circle that they run in? And I think Monica's social circle is the ones with a little bit of the Patels, but a lot of Rishi's family yes. and all of that. So there's a whole other social circle that she belongs to that is very different from this social circle that likes to drink and have fun and be open about a lot of things. And they are very progressive. And Monica's social circle is not that. It's very Bollywood focused and very conservative and she was brought into this show only because into this circle of friends only because of her friendship with Brian. And now mm. that they don't have a friendship, she doesn't quite fit in there. I think that's a really great point. Also, you have to consider the age difference. Mm -hmm. Monica and Brian are 29. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is in their mid 30s mm -hmm. into their 40s or yeah. older if you're 19. Mm -hmm. Also, and I believe that Monica was some sort of like a dance teacher in the community. Yes. Yeah. She's a dance teacher in the community. I don't think she necessarily belongs to the community. I think yeah. that she sort of got became a part of the community because of that. And I wouldn't be surprised if the aunties and stuff picked up on it. Monica also does – there's a service because if you've ever been to an Indian wedding, we do a lot of choreographed dancing. Mm -hmm. There is now a service where you can hire a choreographer to come and teach your family a dance. Mm -hmm. Monica does that. Yeah. So Monica, I wouldn't be surprised – Maybe she organized some event for when Vishal's brother got married yeah. or something like that. And that's when yeah. the aunties got to know her. And she seems like somebody who is much more of an auntie than like Bali. She is much more of an auntie. And she's the other thing is that because she is sort of, quote unquote, somewhat of a cultural ambassador for the community in terms of her teaching dance and working with the young kids and all of that. I bet she has to even, she feels that she also has to put up a front of what kind of mm -hmm. a person she is and her morals and things yeah. like that for her to be accepted in the rest of the community and not just in this group. So she's putting up this facade of I am keeping up the culture alive. But also she is the same age as Brian. She went to school with Brian. Brian is much younger than the rest of the group. But the point is that Brian's mother is close to all the other aunties. That's yes. how Brian fits in. Otherwise, Brian would not fit in with this group either. Vishal and Sean and all of them grew up together. And they were truly, truly friends. Yes. Family friends. And then Brian's mother is close to all of the aunties. So Brian grew up with this group, even though he was much, much younger. And now, because Brian went to school with Monica, that's how it came. It is not Monica's parents don't belong to the auntie and uncle group. Yes. Which makes a huge difference to the dynamics that play out because they are not giving her the same consideration that they would give each other because they mm -hmm. know each other and they're like, okay, this girl seems fine, but she comes off as too goody two shoes. She she seems, uh, you know, the typical Indian Desi girl who wants to please the parents. And these guys are like, you don't have to do all of that. You're being pretentious. You're being a little fake. You don't yep. have to do that. And in the last season... 
she was dating Rishi, yep. but was leading on Brian for the mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. which is what they didn't like. And so they kept trying to bring it up as you need to be authentic about who you are. You are not in love with Brian. So stop leading him on because you want to be part of the show when you are really dating Rishi. And I think that's what they were hoping would come out when they went yes. to Key West or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm sure that's what they wanted to do was to say, okay, if you weren't hanging out with Brian, let's just mm-hmm. talk about it for real mm-hmm. why don't you just say i'm actually dating somebody but i'm not really talking and you know here's the thing monica if you're listening which she's not if she had come on the show last season and said hey i do have a boyfriend and i did start dating someone but mm-hmm. in our culture we don't really talk about we don't really talk about who we're dating mm-hmm. until things get really serious so that's mm-hmm. why i don't want to talk about it yet because yeah. that at least gives us an insight into what it is that where it is that we come from, which is very mm-hmm. true. Yeah. But because Monica doesn't quite embrace who she is, she doesn't know how to have these conversations like a normal human being. Also, you know, mm-hmm. Monica's a pageant girl. Yes. So it's just a lot of yes. it is just a lot of optics and phoniness and all that. Yeah. And when she says it's because of my relationship with Jethra, I'm I love the fact that Anisha popped back to say, just because you don't have a relationship with your mother doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you get to sit here and say, insinuate and project your own shit on yeah. me and my mom. You can have a relationship with Chitra. That doesn't mean Chitra doesn't have a proper and much deeper relationship with her own daughter. Yeah, exactly. To insinuate that Monica is somehow closer to Chitra than Anisha is to Chitra is yeah. bananas. And that is why yeah. everybody lost it. That's why it was such an insane thing because... Again, that is one fact that we've seen across the board is how unbelievably supportive and close these parents are to their Mm -hmm. children. Not even so much the kids are to their parents, but Mm -hmm. how supportive the parents are to their children. And it's a shame because Monica, who I get a sense, doesn't have a sense of humor and doesn't understand sarcasm. Mm -hmm. She's so uncomfortable with everything. Like, I'll never forget when we met Rish's family and his, they were like, oh, so like, what do you guys do for fun? And Rishi's like, I don't know, like, we just like to eat or whatever. Monica's like, no, we don't eat. We never eat. We didn't know. We don't ever eat. We don't ever do that. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody says, unless Monica's the one saying the words out loud. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want anybody to talk about what it is that she's doing, good, bad, or ugly. Yeah, she wants to control a lot of the family narratives and Mm -hmm. how relationship narratives. She wants to have a very strong control over it because her past has been so out of control like she never had any control over her parents Mm -hmm. relationships and her relationships with the parents so every relationship aspect she wants to control it and it does if it doesn't go her way she gets upset but what it also is very fake which is what bali and anisha keep pointing out to that you're being fake you're being fake be your authentic self but she doesn't want to do that she actually enjoys online if you go and see her twitter or instagram or whatever she enjoys being uh hey i'm being bullied bullied by anisha and bali she likes that aspect where people say oh anisha and bali have been bullying her and saying things about her forever she's always liking all of those comments and she wants to feel that because she thinks that that's her support yeah but in the long run that's not helping you mature you are not mature that's you are uh, insinuating that the family dynamics that 
everybody has watched and it's true. And we know as Daisy girls, we know yeah. that is the truth in our relationship with our parents, especially mothers, yeah. that it cannot be true that way. So no. And then I, I think but, Monica's and, mother loves her a lot, but Monica won't let her because yeah, she has so a, much resentment against her. And it's such a shame, right? Because when we saw that dinner with Monica and her dad and Rishi, and even the scene where Rishi goes over to Monica's mom's house and they mm-hmm. have this cute scene. Monica's mom, Anita, the whole time, she looks at Rishi and says, hi, my baby. She keeps calling yeah. him baby. She keeps loving on him. She keeps sort yeah. of giving him the affection that I think Monica herself won't let her mom give Yeah, her. she's not it's a very cold obvious. bitch that Monica's paint in her head. Her mother is actually a very loving and warm person to the yes, point where and- she is feeding random birds in her backyard. She's <laughs> literally like sleeping beauty in the backyard. Yeah. Anita in her house. She's like feeding birds and singing to them. She's yes. she's a crazy bird lady. And like you're yeah. telling us that this like sweet lady who's like feeding random animals in her backyard, who's being so sweet to your boyfriend, is somehow this like monster that you've like painted out to be. Yeah. And then also, I think really it just comes down to the dynamic between Monica and her father and her mother, where there may be other reasons why their parents divorced. And Monica, for some reason, chose to take her father's side. It could have been that Anita was the one that decided to leave Raj and not that's so much a, that's that Raj. What, that's what I gathered is Anita yeah. is the one who chose her own joy yeah, and her sanity uh, as opposed to being in an unhappy marriage. And I think that ultimately that is why Monica might have issues with her mother is because is because of her mom's decision to choose herself over the community or the culture mm-hmm. or the family. Because of that, Monica feels like her standing in the community is lower because Monica mm-hmm. is somebody who values she's somebody who values her proximity to aunties. Because mm-hmm. in our communities, it's ultimately aunties that make or break you. If an auntie doesn't like you, she can make your life very miserable. Just in the sense that she'll just talk shit about you. Mm -hmm. And then your mom will get caught up in that because she'll be conscious of the fact that this other auntie is talking about you. Yeah. So Monica is aware. Like like Reshma and Lopa. Like one one comment will become the bane of your life. It's it's a shame because I don't think Monica's a bad person. I just think that she's a very immature person. And I think she's somebody insecure, immature. She's insecure and she's immature and grow up a lot. She does. And look, in the grand scheme of things, nothing that Monica is doing is that vicious. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not a cancer Mm -hmm. scam. It's not calling somebody a drunk. Like, she's not not Kelly Dodd level. It's not Kelly Dodd level, right? So ultimately, the show is still quite wholesome. But what Monica is doing is extremely triggering to those of us who grew up in this community Mm -hmm. because girls like that are the worst. And then she says this thing to to Bali. Bali says, you were leading Brian on. We were trying to protect you mm-hmm. because you don't want to talk about your own relationship. So we were trying to protect you. Ultimately, what I think Bali is saying is, we were, bitch, we were giving you a fucking storyline. Yes. And you are coming off like, oh, we were bullying you. We gave yeah. you something to talk about. Otherwise, if we don't talk about you, you have there's nothing left. Yeah, and we, they were giving her an out to break up with Brian and talk about Rishi. Yes, and Monica's whole storyline now yeah. is the girls are bullying me. Yeah. So when, when Bali said that to Monica, Monica mm-hmm. says, oh, Bali, we could sit here and air out your dirty laundry and all this stuff. Monica literally thinks that leading Brian on is quote-unquote dirty laundry 
Yeah. Like that is that is what she thinks of these things, which is again hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> and also a testament to what we've been saying, which is Monica is just she's exhaustingly aware and concerned with the optics of what she does mm-hmm. and how it affects people. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, Bali, we never air out your dirty laundry. We know Bali got married to a super rich guy. We know she had a nasty divorce. We know she got married to another douchebag for a short period of time. We know she has a boyfriend. She's talked about vibrators. She's talked about her her boyfriend's dick. Like, mm-hmm. you're talking about Bali as if she doesn't talk about her own life. We saw her sad job last season. Like, yeah. what are you talking about, Monica, that Bali doesn't talk about her own self? Bali is almost going to move to Kentucky. She also, t- and <laughs> she had like, she's going for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And then she takes a pause and takes the very last dredge of her wine and she's like yeah for sure yeah <laughs> like exactly. Bali, you're not moving <laughs> but i think it was a very juicy ending on watch what happens yeah. live it yeah was that was like an add-on to the actual episode which i was is- so proud of them yeah, I was proud of them because I was what I was laughing at Brian's reactions to the, the to the fight. Yeah. I was laughing at when um when Andy said, "Oh, we're back from the break. Are you are you cool down, Anisha?" And she's like, "No, I'm just fired up even more." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so Brian cool is so that. also Brian is so dumb. Anytime somebody asks him a question, yeah. He starts to answer and then he goes to answer the actual initial question. He goes, but to your point. And I'm like, that's not how that term is used, Brian, honey. And then the other thing was when Monica says her very last thing, Andy says, do you have a reaction to that? He's obviously talking to Anisha. And Brian goes, who, me? (laughs) Michelle was like, no. (laughs) I think they mean. Anisha. Brian Brian was very awkward in Watch What Happens Live. Did you so feel awkward? That he was, yeah. He was sitting in this awkward in his room, bedroom with the door closed yeah. and he was sitting there. He felt he looked so awkward and unprepared for this appearance. Everybody Which else he was so be, nervous. Yeah. I'm going to miss them. Yeah, I'm going to miss them too. That was a good season. That was short though. They need to give them a longer season. Yeah, we only got nine episodes. Yeah. And I'm they packed a lot in the nine episodes. They did. they did. They did. They did a good job. And the, I think the producers and the editors are doing a great job at the show. Yeah, they need to give us a longer season. And they need to make us wait less time. I mean, I guess this season they did film close to the end of this of 2020. Yeah. Because the finale was, I think, New Year's Eve or Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was done. So, I mean, that's fine. I would just like it to be, you know, a little bit lengthier. Give Start. You know what? If anybody in Bravo is listening, start filming now. It's August. Uh, yeah. If there were a Muslim, I would say now. But they're all Hindus. So the festival season starts in September. So they're okay. f- from September to December is what they're filming, which is actually the right time because it's like boom, 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 boom. There's like a ton of festivals come around starting That's in true. September. And so there's a lot of socializing that happens between September Yeah, and but December. now we need to see Vishal's wedding plans. We mm-hmm. need to see Amrit's wedding plans. We're going to see some wedding plans from the Patel household because oh, Sean yes. is engaged to Pooja. Yeah. So I want to see... I need them to start filming now so that we yeah. can get at least a month of wedding prep, then all the festivals, yeah. then into the holidays. Give and me by January the way, too. Bravo, you can actually do a full 
season of one wedding because yes that's how many days and how much preparation goes yes. into every wedding so you could actually do an entire show on one Indian wedding do you remember the show four weddings yeah on TLC yeah one yeah. of my favorites yeah okay so insane that show mm-hmm. I would love if they made the next season of Family Karma like four weddings except it's three weddings Amrit, mm-hmm. Vishal and Sean mm-hmm. and their weddings and we just get to see like each episode is like each one's a Mandy each one's like hubby. yeah because it would be and also it would also be very different because they're also subculturally they're all different groups so they're the way they do yeah. this things would be so different and so interesting exactly exactly mm-hmm. so so that was family karma we have so much content i almost feel like we should just make this its own episode we could well let's talk about new york now new york new york new york so what do you think about Luann's song? It is the most original Mariah Carey song ever. <laughs> it just, I love that each one came in with their own sort of, um, their own energy to the song, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you could tell Ebony and Leah really tried to sing it. Sonia mm-hmm. literally, Sonia could barely remember the lyrics. She kept mm-hmm. reading the wrong thing. And Ramona Singer is not a singer. Ramona sings exactly <laughs> like she does a runway walk. Ramona if her runway is not walk a singer, song, <laughs> that would be it. Yeah. Ramona came in, uh, but she put in a lot of effort into it. In she did. Own. She tried to make it a turtle time. She did try to make it a turtle time. Turtle she time. said, all she I want for try. Christmas is turtle time. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is turtle time should be the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is so... She did try her best. She came in. She was prepared. She came on time. And she gave her best. And she couldn't hit the low notes. But no. she did her best. It turns yeah. out that we find out Ramona at some point did used to sing. Then her voice changed and she stopped singing. Yeah, that was like what happens when you go from elementary to middle school. <laughs> yeah, it's called you were forced to sing songs in chorus because yeah. that's what we're all forced to do in music class. And yes. then you grow up, Ramona. <laughs> um, and she makes it sound like she was, you know, part of like a traveling choir or something. <laughs> <laughs> True faith singers. <laughs> ageless singers okay Uh, so this episode we had ramona's birthday party ramona and sonia's birthday party hosted by luann did mm -hmm. not include 69 of their closest friends but it did include some men that they probably all 69 (laughs) and ramona says you know i am such a giving person (laughs) and i give so much i give so much that, you know, I have to be prepared to receive as well. Oh! Like that one purse that all of my friends gave me but <laughs> last year. But I asked them to give it to me. But the joy that they got is what I gave them. <laughs> so she's like, I'm such a giving person. And I about spit out my water. I was like, what? <laughs> like from where? Um, like, no, and I, she does it with her eyes closed, you know, the blink, blink, eyes closed, and she's really yeah. feeling it. And she says, I'm such a giving person. <laughs> Luan is just like nodding her head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Yeah. Um, I also, it also made me laugh that Luann was like, I just laid down the tracks. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, Puff Daddy. <laughs> <sighs> uh, 
So what the fuck are you saying, Luann? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do you think about this whole situation with Leah asking about the legal, the copyright and money making rules with this song? It was so funny. Like Luann says, Luann says, I had Lisa Rinna singing my last song. Okay. I had her in and, my video. In my video. Okay. Lisa yeah. Rinna in my video is the same flex that Leah says, I have Rihanna talking, wearing my fashion. Okay, <laughs> I don't need you. I know. I know. It's, like- it, it's so funny because they're all sort of like deluded in their own way. Now, I do understand Leah's point, which is yeah. at some point you will start making mm-hmm. money from this song that you're not donating. How right. long are you going to continue donating to this organization? Right. Is it going to be for the lifetime of the song? Is it just going to be for the holiday? Is it right. going to be one day? Is what it is going to be the be? first the first hundred thousand, and that's about it? And then yeah. everything else is mine. But and then what happens to the rights? Of, but it's also one line, Leah. It's also one line. Like you're not Michael Jackson or the Beatles mm-hmm. that you have to be concerned about somebody using your music yeah. in some way. It's okay? one thing. It's it's another thing if it's like a Candy Burris and um and Kim Zolciak kind yes. of situation yes. where yes. things should be in a contract. But this is like one line. I know. And you're going to get some, you know, acknowledgement on the album somewhere. It will be, it will say with Leah McSweeney. So that's all you need to do. And also, it cracks me up to think that Leah thinks that Lou makes millions of dollars on her music. <laughs> like, do you really think, Leah, that this is the one song, this song, the one where Ramona Singer is singing mm-hmm. like the way she model walks? Mm-hmm. This is the, the one that's going to make Luann a millionaire. Right. This isn't it. Like, yeah. And I understand whether she's saying one line or one word or one beat, her muse, her voice is on it. She should probably get some money from it mm-hmm. if that it was yeah. if that were to happen. But Leah, Luann is not rich. Mm-hmm. She had to beg for money from her kids yeah. a couple yeah. of years ago because she you had no money. You have to have left. millions to give a million. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and also, I want to ask Leah, I wonder if she pays Lil' Kim money because, you know, she sells T-shirts yeah, with Lil' yeah. Kim's face on it. Yeah, so yeah. I wonder if she gives her money. Yeah. Leah, calm down is the right thing to do. But also, Leah brought this up, Luann. You should have taken care of it right away. You didn't have to say, I'm going to think about it. Yeah, I should think about it. And then not have a response for her. You know Leah is going to come and ask that No, question. and also, she could have even said that in the beginning. She could have said... Listen, I haven't figured that out yet. They're still mm-hmm. trying to figure all that stuff out. If you're uncomfortable with recording until we have that figured out, let me know. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to finish the song by this date. Yeah. And if you want to have a conversation, it's fine. But also, like, you're, Leah is like a an insane person. Luann is an insane person. Like, you have two insane people trying to have a conversation about something. Even wrong. in business and making money. I don't understand. I know. And again, Leah is also acting like she's a bajillionaire, like, she's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And maybe she is. I don't know. But it's just the... <laughs> Ramona says, we will We will just, you know, we will just, uh, we'll talk about your stuff too. We'll promote your stuff. What is it again? Leah Mob? Leah Mob? That's yeah. her handle. She's like, Leah Mob. Yes, we will promote that too if you want. <laughs> yeah. But that's why, did you see what Rihanna posted? What did Rihanna post? She she had a, one of her uh, t-shirts, right? Yeah. So she posted a picture because Ramona said... We'll post one of your, I'll wear one of your shorts. What does it say? Leah mob or something? Yeah. And yeah. then that's when Leah says, and then Leah says, 
no, I don't need you. You're not in my demographic. Rihanna wears my clothes, right? And so Ramona's like, shut up. I'm not talking to you. He walks away. So Rihanna posted a picture of herself wearing bitch mob, which is one of Leah's shirts. And she tagged her saying, tag Ramona saying, what was said, Ramona? So (laughs) everybody's like, see, Leah was in the right because Rihanna supports her. No, Rihanna watches Roni. Yeah, since when Rihanna, Rihanna watches become... Ronnie and finds it funny. Yeah, and also since when did Rihanna supporting a particular housewife become the stamp of why a particular housewife is a good or bad person? <laughs> like, Rihanna does a lot of things that I don't necessarily agree with. In the words of Luann, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. Even Rihanna makes mistakes, okay? It's yeah. not that serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we, we this was in the beginning of the episode. We skipped ahead to the party, but mm-hmm. Ebony and Sonia went to Martin's. And now we have one scene with Martin, and now Martin thinks that he's a housewife. He's, a housewife. he's like, it's been a tough season. Did you see what Yeah, you know, Martin posted was, this huge was, post on Instagram. It was beautiful. It should be framed. It should be framed in the Roni Hall of Fame. It talks about Densdale. It yeah. talks about how he's happy he didn't meet Heather. And he's like, we weren't part of it. I'm like, Martin, you're barely part of this. But he goes on to use a lot of we statements. Yes. Because this was a tough season for him. For him specifically. Specific. Martin, <laughs> Martin is the actual sixth housewife that we've been asking for. All season we've been saying how five is not enough. It's been Martin this whole time. I was like, okay, Martin, back back off. But I don't want him to go anywhere. I think he makes a fabulous housewife. I want him to be more in the mix now. I, I'm just very confused by him. Would Ebony- you rather have Martin or any of those male escorts that... <laughs> that Luann brought to the party. Where would I have him In the show. Oh, I mean, those male escorts didn't even talk. (laughs) I don't know. All I heard was one of them, William, asking Ramona for her address because she was obviously (laughs) going to boink him. No, no, she was giving it. She's like, do you have my address? Well, let me give it to you, is what she said. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He wasn't even asking for it. She was. Yeah, I don't know what anybody's voice is like, except for that creepy nude model talking about vulva i was like don't act like you're cool yeah, dude yeah 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 Just congratulations you you know a- what a vul- i can't yeah. believe that the bar is so low for human beings for especially for men in 2021 that we're like amazed by a man who knows what a fucking vulva is yeah. okay, anybody who's taken seventh grade sex ed should know what a vulva is and yeah. it's unfortunate that men don't but it's very easy to figure out and mm-hmm. if that's how low the bar is then thank god that we're married arthi because yes my God. It's not It's not pretty out there. It's not. Now, let's talk about Ebony. I really did like the scene with her um, potential sister and this blood test. I thought mm-hmm. that was an interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of that. Like, yeah. I don't know why we are now seeing this at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. She mentioned it at Sag Harbor. I know that there is the never before scenes you can see on the Bravo app show a lot more of that and it kind of pisses me off that the editors purposely chose to cut those scenes out and not give us more about Ebony because the first season housewife you're supposed to get to know her well yeah and we have not- I wonder if the final result showed that they weren't really sisters is that why and it was sort of fizzled out oh, and maybe. is that why maybe that could be but it. then the same same Bravo channel gave us destiny searching for her father and Melissa Taking a 23 and me. 
Yeah. I did think what was weird this episode was when they're at the party and Ebony starts to invite everybody to the Black Shabbat. Mm-hmm. She kind of was weird to Brashan. Did she you not just that? kind of? This blew up uh, online afterwards because a lot of people were upset about it. Oh, tell me about it because sides. I've been tuned out of social media. Oh, there's, on vacation. there's huge fights. There's huge fights online. People who were upset that Bershan was not included and what does it matter? She's inviting all these white women white, uh, that don't know her black friends. Why can't yes. she invite Bershan along? Yes. Yes. Why does she not want to invite Bershan? Why does she act weird like that? Like Bershan is not, oh, we are all the main cast, but Bershan is just a friend of. And yes. why is she doing that? Why it's like why is she pitting herself against this other black woman? There's room enough in the show for two black women. Another layer which was like, why is it called the black Shabbat? Why couldn't she just call it Shabbat? And why does she have to say black Shabbat just because there are black people at the event that have gone to Israel with her? Are they black Jews? Are they not? None of that was clear. And it was like, why is it called black Shabbat? Why could, uh, what does that have to do with anything? Then there was a whole other fight online that there was a lot of videos from way back when, when um, Ebony was at the APAC APAC and was very pro-Israel and anti-Palestine and was uh, a lot of things that she said that got a lot of folks all riled up. I also saw that Ebony has spoken at APAC and, you know, I've never been shy about my feelings about Palestine on this episode on this podcast but you know APAC is a problematic organization is all Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say and Ebony is somebody who I've said before I know I hold to a higher standard sometimes because she is a person of color but hey even people of color make mistakes even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes even Ebony can make mistakes I didn't think that her calling it Black Shabbat was a big deal she could call it whatever the fuck she wants it's yeah, I didn't party. find that to be odd. But I think but what's it, really weird is that she excluded Brashan. And to me, it felt more like the reason why she was excluding Brashan is maybe because by then they were told, production told them, by the way, we're not going to have Brashan at your thing. So don't invite her. Mm-hmm. And then they put her in a pinch where she had to then exclude Brashan. Because it could have been at that point that production decided we're going to make Brashan a friend of. She's not going to be full-time housewife. Or she found out that she was, that was the case and she didn't care. She didn't need to make be friends with Brashan anymore. Yeah, it, you know, it just... Or it like, was a decision not made by production, but by Ebony. Because Brashan is not going to be on the show. I don't get along with this woman. Now I don't have to. It was just weird. It really yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. I didn't like it at all. And it was very, very uncomfortable because Ebony blaming it on COVID was weird. It was like, one, she didn't have to say the COVID thing if -hmm. the truth was that it's the people that she went on a trip with, right? So if that's the truth, if the truth is I'm only inviting people who I went on a trip with, then say that. Don't say, oh, it's because of COVID. That's the part that I felt was really But also you are inviting all of the other women who also didn't go to Israel with you. You're only inviting the white women in your group to this party, but you're not inviting the one other black woman who you have been hanging out with. Yeah. It was odd. It was odd and I didn't like it. I have to be honest. I didn't like like the way Bershan felt in that moment. Bershan took it well. She was like, I don't have to be there. That's fine. 
but it felt very odd. And we've all been in this kinds of situation where we know something is happening, but we weren't invited for whatever reason. If we're thinking back to the way that this season was set up, at the time that this was filming, Brashan was the first black housewife. Mm-hmm. We got notice yeah. about Brashan being the first house black right. first black housewife before Ebony. So Brashan right. was hired before Ebony. Mm-hmm. So at that point, at the time that they're filming, we didn't know who it was going to be. And so was Brashan invited to also record? Because similarly to how annoyed we are about Brashan being excluded from Ebony's dinner, I think that it says a lot that Brashan was also excluded from Luann's song. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. What what exactly was going on here? I need to like understand the production of it all because yeah. it it's coming off very um uh exclusive like it seems like it's very exclusionary and I don't mm. like that. Yeah, just, I don't like that because you took Barshan on a trip and the entire the, the storyline on the trip revolved a lot around Barshan and yeah. uh, Sonia's interaction. And then you're just back from that and now you, all of a sudden Barshan is no longer in the picture. It was just very odd. Yeah. I, I think, again, I'm going to blame editors for this because ultimately these women don't have real friendships. Mm-hmm. They are co-workers. Mm-hmm. And that's why it always comes off weird because suddenly I think some of the coworkers are told that one of the coworkers is fired and then yeah. the one who's fired isn't told and it becomes awkward. Right. I think that's what we're seeing here. I mean, yeah. even in the fact, even the fact that Heather came to the Hamptons, Heather then, had a confessional and then we and then never saw Heather again and it was yeah. never discussed again. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And yeah. so I think a lot of people are complaining about our Housewives of New York this season. Ultimately, I don't think that it's about casting. I, I do think it's a little bit about casting because you need authentic relationships. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem is that whoever is doing editing this season is not giving us a proper storyline. Mm-hmm. There's no storyline this season. Yeah. Even Leah converting to Judaism. We saw it the first episode and then we never saw it again. We saw a mention of it with the with uh, Mrs. Potts, but that's a, that's about it. Yeah. Even Sonia, right? Oh, Sonia needs to go for a matchmaker. Sonia went to a matchmaker. We've not seen any follow-up on that since. No follow-up. And all of a sudden, we are back in Luen's apartment, and now we have all these male gigolos walking around, and, uh, you know, Ryan Serhant's driver. Oh, William. He shows up, yeah, William shows up in every uh, Roni episode as one of the escorts. And um, Ryan Serhant's driver is Bradley Cooper. Then he, whose driver was this guy? Oh, no, he wasn't learning from Ryan. He was learning from uh, Steve Steve Gold, whatever, whatever his oh, name is. Oh, Steve Gold. Okay. Yeah, he was with steve gold okay he looks very greasy he's very greasy i don't think that the issue has ever been the people want to blame ebony which i think is really fucked up mm-hmm. the issue is that there's no storyline that is going across for all of the housewives yeah the only storyline we really have is that ramona singer is problematic but that's something that we've always known always known that and even this episode the way that sonia approached brashan was kind of fucked up mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of like snippets of each of it and then it felt very uncomfortable it the felt whole... very uncomfortable this season's not been my favorite but i also recognize that it's been difficult to film during covid COVID last fall in New York was really tough. We thought things were going to shut down again. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. was a, there was going to be another surge. Yeah. Kids weren't yeah. going to school. So I understand why the season looks clunky, but I still think the issue is if they gave us a story across mm-hmm. 
each episode a story for us to follow because mm-hmm. right now what we're getting is we're getting several episodes where things are just happening and i'm not but there's no thread that takes there's no thread and, yeah no. there's no it's like thread oh that goes they went through. somebody goes to somebody's house and then somebody goes and meets with somebody else and then they meet with somebody else and then they hold a party with some other group and that's about it and nothing goes together and there's no cohesive story or a thread that goes through from beginning to end and yeah there's nothing there's no closure not none of that this felt like a finale can this be the finale no it did feel like a finale right like I thought like, the episode was going to end on the finale. I don't know how many more episodes of Roni were getting. Yeah, but- I was like, after the party, I thought they would just put up stuff and say, this is the finale and say where everybody yeah, stood. And that I would d- be it. Because I, I didn't want to see, I don't want to see next week. I don't want to watch next week. Well, they haven't filmed the reunion yet. Forward. They yeah, but there's nothing to look forward to. I know, week. but they haven't they haven't filmed the reunion yet, so they're not going to post up the, re- the. They have to film the reunion first. So if the reunion gets delayed, I think we might just get a bunch of really clunky episodes until they film the reunion. Yeah, which is yeah. a shame. But you know, I don't know how many more episodes we're going to get of New York. But as long as they keep making episodes, we'll keep making podcasts. We will watch it, but now we are watching it reluctantly. I'm even reluctant i'll be honest i still enjoy myself watching it i know you get really annoyed i I don't mind it it because this was my favorite favorite franchises other than potomac and now i'm upset i'm upset that it's not going the way i want it to go but even their bad season is better than beverly hills bad season and i watched every season of beverly hills so who the fuck am i to say anything you know this is better than um oc i can tell you that od and oc yeah beverly hills seems to be interesting this year because of yeah, of course, Beverly Erica Hills is, drama. Yeah, but I'm saying this bad season of New York is still way better than the worst seasons of Beverly Hills. So I'm that's fine true. with it. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's it for this week. We'll talk to you on Wednesday, which we're very excited. We're going to have Tom and Kix from Dumpster Dive on Yay. to talk about Shaws and Potomac. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Fun. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.